As we uh, <clears throat> are about to begin our Sunday prayer service, we have made our way through the Old Testament and through the first uh, of the Gospel accounts, Matthew. So beginning with Mark, we're going to uh, look at uh, Mark, Luke, and John as we read Scripture and offer prayer to God. So what I thought I would do tonight is just do a quick overview of this idea of the fourfold gospel. Uh, why do we have four accounts? Well, there's only one gospel, but there are just that, four accounts. Paul told those in Galatia, he said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from Him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. So there's only one gospel. There are simply four accounts of the one gospel. And the fourfold gospel account is the foundational literature of Christianity. They present the person of Christ in the man who He was, His teaching and work on earth as He lived in this physical world. They describe to us His life. They tell us what we need to believe in order to be saved. To, uh, in order to be saved. When we move into the book of Acts, it tells us what we need to do in order to be saved. And then the balance of the New Testament tells us what we need to do to remain saved. But let's look at these four accounts and ask the question, why do we have four different accounts? Well, they reach four different audiences. Four different types of audience. Each written to a different group and different purposes were in mind for those writings. Each evangelist portrayed Jesus from a different viewpoint to those who were listening. Each helps to corroborate the other and offers supplemental information that may not be found in all of the Gospels. Yet they do have things in common. All four writers were inspired by the Holy Spirit while maintaining their personal individual style of writing. And of course it is by the means of Jesus through the Holy Spirit that He brought all things to their remembrance, John fourteen twenty six. And there is complete unity in the one message of salvation. But the one message of salvation is more than just a biography of the life of Jesus. It demonstrates His characteristics as He walked among people and His work regarding the things He did and said while on earth. So we have a lot of information surrounding the life of Christ. We need to keep in mind the books are not a complete detailed account of His life. It uh, focuses for the most part on His redemptive work while coming to, uh, to earth. Now there are some comparisons that we can make between the four gospel accounts. The first three gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are known as the synoptic gospels. They are referred to that because they have a very similar outline. They cover some of the very much the same materials in an order of events. Now, John doesn't follow an outline of Jesus' life. He uh, recorded his teachings and his miracles, and he did so for the express purpose of proving that he was the very Son of God. Now, there are both similarities and differences among 
these four accounts. One writer suggested if you could take each of the accounts and uh, represent it with 100, both uh, Matthew and Luke would have about half of the information common to all the Gospels. Whereas Mark would only have about 7% of his information that was not common to all the Gospels. So a great majority of the things Mark, uh, about which Mark wrote were also written by the others. Now, to the other extreme, the Apostle John had almost exclusively peculiar information only that can be found in his book, about 93% or 92%. Now, I want us to notice as we go through these accounts quickly to whom they were written. And that makes a difference. We're going to be reading passages from the accounts and we need to keep in our minds to whom was the audience written. Matthew was written primarily to a Jewish audience. Those who were coming out of the Jewish religion and it was to prove that Jesus of Nazareth was King of the Jews and the Messiah of which the Old Testament prophesied. And His life and His death fulfilled the Old Testament. In doing that, He quoted at least 60 times from the Old Testament. He has a genealogy. Uh, recorded at the very beginning of his account. And it is uh, reckoned from his father's side, his, his earthly father's side. And it starts with Abraham, showing that it was through Jesus that the covenant promised to Abraham between God and Abraham had been fulfilled, and that through his seed all the worlds would be blessed, Galatians 3.16. His appeal was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then we move on to Mark. Mark wrote primarily to a Roman audience. He frequently used Latin terms when he was defining or explaining Jewish words and customs. He offered no genealogy to Jesus and he does not refer to the Old Testament at all. Now he focused more on the words of Jesus. Now remember to whom he was writing, the Romans, the dominant world power. They understood the meaning of power. They understood action and law universal dominion, and because of that, Mark presents Jesus as the perfect servant of God, the man of divine power, worker of miracles, an almighty conqueror over nature, demons, disease, and death. And the Romans would appreciate that. Mark's appeal, repent and believe the gospel. Luke wrote to the Grecian world who gave to the world the world's greatest models of beauty and thought by the unaided mind of man. The Greeks created their gods in the likeness of themselves. And the beloved physician was also a Greek. Knowing that, he presented Jesus as the perfect Son of Man and the perfecter of all men. Luke's genealogy is considered through the lineage of his mother. And it goes all the way back to Adam, demonstrating a universal appeal to all people. Uh, Now, the appeal of Luke, that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Then we come to John. John did not write to any particular individual group. He wrote a universal gospel to all men to inspire them to believe on Jesus and accept Him 
as the Savior of the world, the only begotten Son of God. His gospel is based in the idea that the divine Word became man and took upon Himself flesh. His purpose was to recognize and to prove and to support that Jesus was in fact the God-man who loved His creation so much that He gave Himself for the whole world. His appeal is to the spiritual needs of the soul. By pointing, by pointing men to Christ as the source of salvation and uh, a, a greater life in the present and one in the future, which is available through faith, love, obedience, and proper worship. There's only one gospel, but four accounts of it preserved for us by God and for a reason. Each account addresses unique people with a very unique message. Now, each writer, being inspired by the Holy Spirit, recorded for us these wonderful messages that we have. There are no contradictions found in the fourfold gospel. There are none whatsoever. There is only corroboration and supplementation. And we've been given a message of life so we can obtain life. And that's what God wants. And as we study through the fourfold gospel as we embark on our scripture reading tonight. Let's consider the message to each individual group and the purpose for that writing and to whom it was written. And the message universal from all four accounts is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and is the access by which we get to heaven. We do that through faith, repentance, confession, immersion in water, and faithful living. We can also come back to God having left Him if that happens to be the case through repentance and prayer, confession of those sins. If you need to answer this invitation, do that as we stand and as we sing.